Thank you for tuning in to our North Point Community Church podcast. Wherever you are in your faith journey, we pray that as you listen to this message, you will be encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at ncc.team. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for this NCC More podcast. Over the next few weeks, as we go through our Grit and Grace series, every Wednesday, we're going to be releasing some extra content for you that is going to be based on this topic that we're talking about for the summer, the tension between belief and behavior. I believe that these uh, these extra sessions, uh, this NCC More podcast is really going to add some value into your life. So I hope that every Wednesday uh, you'll tune in and uh, make sure that you listen to these uh, these extra sessions. Uh, you know, we're going through the book of James, and and I think it's it's so important that we remember who James is in the story, that James is the half-brother of Jesus. What does that mean? That means that Mary had Jesus, and uh, it was um, it was a divine conception with Jesus that uh, we know that he was born of a virgin. Uh, and so Jesus was the firstborn son there of Mary. But then we believe that Mary had other children, as the scriptures say, in the gospel. And one of the sons that she had was named James. And we see in the gospel that uh, James was not a believer or a follower of Jesus while he was here on the earth. Um, there's actually one encounter where the brothers of Jesus are are actually mocking him and, and and kind of sticking it to him a little bit. So we can see that uh, that they, they weren't believers. They weren't a part of Jesus's tribe here when Jesus was on the earth. But as we continue to read uh, throughout the Bible, we, we know that James must have had an encounter with the risen Savior because the Bible does say that Jesus appeared to James. And uh, we don't have any real detail about that, but there must have been a transformation transformation that took place in James's heart uh, because now James has uh, not only just become a believer but he's become a leader in the church and he's actually the the leader of the Jerusalem church so there in the the, the capital city there in the main city uh, James is is the the main leader there and he's writing this letter, uh, the book of James, uh, actually in verse 1 of the book of James, it says, this letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to the 12 tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. So James makes it very clear who he's writing to. He's not writing to the Gentiles. He is writing to the Jewish people, those who uh, are of the 12 tribes, the Jewish people who have believed in Jesus, who have put their faith in Christ. And we know that there is a tremendous persecution that has taken uh, taken place. That's why he says, for those that are scattered abroad, it, it wasn't that they were scattered abroad out of choice. Um, uh, many times it was because of persecution pushed them away. And, and I love how James starts his letter because uh, there is a, a tendency for us many times uh, to use things to our advantage. And it would be one thing for James to write and say, 
you know, I am the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, that, that, that I was raised in the same house as Jesus was raised in. But that's not where James takes his identity. That's not the title that he uses when he begins to describe himself in this letter. He says, I am James, and I am a slave of God and a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he doesn't try to elevate himself, but instead he places himself in the place of of humility saying I am a servant of God. I don't I don't take the high position, I take the low position. And whenever we take that position, what we find is that's when God exalts us. And I believe it's because he didn't use things to his own advantage. He didn't try to leverage uh, the fact that they were raised in the same house to try to get in to a high position. But he really took on this identity, this position of a slave, and it was out of this position that God was able to exalt him as the leader of the church. And he is writing here to the people that are scattered abroad. Now, we know that they are facing persecution. Uh, that's why they are where they are, because uh, because the, the the Romans had been putting some pressure on them, and 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 now they are scattered out there. They've been, they've been pushed out of the city in many cases, uh, uh, some of the Believers have been martyred and been killed, and they've been tortured, and now they are uh, scattered abroad. And James writes, and and you you would think maybe that there would be a touch of a little extra comfort there. Maybe maybe in verse two he's going to begin to say, "Hey, just want to encourage you and let you know that everything is going to be okay." Maybe it's, "Hey, don't forget that. Hey, you guys are awesome. You're doing a great work out there." No, that's not what James goes at at all. Instead, uh, to these persecuted believers, James writes there in verse two, and he says. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. But you see, he's speaking right to where they are because they were facing trials. They were facing trouble on every front. And he said, you can consider it pure joy when you face those trials because we know that the testing of our faith produces perseverance within us, and that perseverance is taking us to maturity where we can be whole and complete, not lacking anything. And and James right here is challenging these believers, saying, let's make sure that we have the right mindset, make sure we have the right perspective. Let's don't lose sight that even in the midst of difficulty, we can find the joy. We can find the peace. We can consider it, as I even talked about on a Sunday morning. If you haven't listened to that, man, you need to go and listen to the podcast in week one of the series because you can consider it. That means that you can deem it to be. It doesn't have to be what it seems to be to other people. You can deem it to be whatever you want it to be. You can think it to be whatever it is that you want it to be. You can rename it and relabel it. And he says, no matter what trial you're facing, you can consider it pure joy. So I don't know what you're dealing with and I don't know what you're facing, but you can consider it pure joy because this is what you know. You know that the testing of your faith will develop perseverance. And we all need the benefit of perseverance in our life because this perseverance, it takes us to the place of maturity. And 
And, you know, as, as we even mentioned on Sunday, man, so much of the book of James is based on grit. I mean, it's really based on this, man, you got to work it out. You got to fight through the issues. You, you got to work to get godliness in your life. You got to get, you got to work to get the worldliness out of your life. But we can ever remember that James also knows the benefit of grace. And there is one man in the Bible that uh, has a reputation for grace, if you would, and that is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul has gone to uh, the Gentiles, those that were outside of uh, the Jewish tribe, and he's been preaching the grace of Jesus Christ, seeing many Gentiles come to know the Lord. And in his letter uh, to the the people of Rome, uh, man, he's he's writing, uh, and man, this is a, a, an amazing thing. And we hit on just a few of these verses in uh on Sunday, but I want to read the few verses before in Romans chapter 5, starting with verse 1. He says this, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. You see, this is a perfect picture of grace. Paul starts off and he says, look, we have been brought in to this relationship that we do not deserve. You see, that is what grace looks like. Because of what Jesus has done for us, we can put our faith in him. And through God's grace, we get to step into this relationship. We get to step into this abundant life. It is by grace. But then we see the Apostle Paul as he moves from grace to grit here in verse 3. He says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance or perseverance. And perseverance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope. It is perseverance that strengthens our character. You know, we, we all want to be a person of character. We all want to be a man or woman of maturity. But there is a process that we must go through to get that character. Uh, there, there is always a test. Before you can move to the next level or the next grade in school, you have to take the test so that you can qualify for the next grade, so that you can get promoted. And here we see that there is a test that comes. There is a trial that comes. There is trouble that comes. And as we walk through that, we develop this thing in us called perseverance. And perseverance takes us to the strength of character. Character. It is the character that we need for the next level that God is trying to take us to. So don't get distracted by your test. It's not just about the test. Don't get distracted by your trouble. It's bigger than just the trouble that you are facing right now. God is trying to take you to the next level of faith. He's trying to take you to the next level of blessing. He's trying to take you to your next breakthrough. And you always have to go through the test to get to where God is really trying to take you. And God has to strengthen this character. Why? Because this strength of character is what creates hope. Hope. And the Bible says in the very next verse that this hope will not disappoint. 
it will not disappoint. So the key to getting hope is walking through the test, developing the strength of character that we need so that we can grab a hold of hope and this hope will not disappoint. So in life, how are you going to be disappointed? You will only be disappointed when you quit in the middle of the test. You will only be disappointed when you stop and back away from the trial or the trouble. That's when you will find disappointment. But if you press your way through the test and you push your way through the trouble and the trial and you gain that perseverance that gives you the strength of character that you need, then you will find this hope and that hope will not disappoint. So don't do not disappoint yourself today by stopping in the middle of your trial and in the middle of your test. You see, you have to make sure in your life as you move forward that you are developing what needs to be developed in you so that you can live on the next level that God is trying to get you to. You know, I tell people um, all the time, the Bible says that we go from glory to glory to glory. In my mind, I envision that as like we go from mountaintop to mountaintop to mountaintop. But what is in between every mountain, every mountaintop? There is a valley. You can't go from one mountaintop to the next mountaintop without climbing down the mountain and walking through the valley to climb up the next mountain. There is always a valley in our journey. Do you want to go to the next mountaintop? Do you want to get to the next glory? Do you want to get to that next level of favor and blessing, the thing that God has for you next? then you must be willing to walk through the valley. That's always where the test is. Anybody can stand up on the mountaintop. Anybody can worship God when things are going good. Anybody can believe when they're going just from glory to the next glory to the next glory. But in the middle, in that valley, that's where you will find your test. And it's in that valley that you develop the strength of character you need to climb the next mountain because the next mountain is higher. That means the next mountain, there's going to be more challenges. That means in the next mountain that there's a bigger obstacle that you're going to have to overcome. But you can do it when you go through the right process, the process that God has set up for you. So I want to encourage you today, don't back away from your test. Don't turn away from your challenge. Embrace the challenge. Walk through the test. Develop that perseverance that you need. I know it might be hard right now. I know it might be something that you aren't expecting right now. I know that you might be tempted to quit, but can I tell you, please do not quit. Do not give up where you are. If if, if you just can just make it one more day, make it one more day. If you can just say, I think I have the ability to make it one more week, just focus on making it that week. And if you make it one day, then you can make it the next day. If you make it one week, then you can make it the next week. But just do not quit. Go ahead, fight your way through that test so that you can develop that perseverance, that it will turn into the strength of character, this resiliency and resolve on the inside of you that will create a hope in you so that you will not be disappointed. Trust me, friends, you will not regret 
pushing through the test. You will not regret walking through that valley. You will not regret it because that hope will not disappoint. The only regret you will have is if you quit before you get to the next mountain. Do not stop in your valley. Do not stop in your dark seasons. Do not quit whenever you face a dark day. No, keep on pressing on, knowing that God is developing something in you and he's taking you somewhere in your life. I believe that for you today. Let that be an encouragement to you. And I want to encourage you to make a commitment during this series. Come to as many Sunday morning services as you can. Make it a summer of growth for you. This is our year of expansion. You do not expand when you are alone. You do not expand when you're left to yourself. No, you have to get around other people. You've got to get into the presence of God. Make Sunday mornings a priority. And then also make it a priority to join one of our groups. If you are not in one of our groups, I cannot say it strong enough. Please join a group this summer as we all continue this discussion, how this discussion is impacting us and influencing us. This topic of grit and grace, the tension that we all feel between what we believe and how we behave. I know that if you'll make Sunday mornings a priority, if you'll get into a group and you will have this discussion, this will be a summer of transformation and growth for you. So keep on tuning in. Listen to the podcast. NCC more. Get it every week, and I trust it will continue to be a blessing to you. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Here at North Point Community Church, we believe in creating Christ-centered, culture-changing community through the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at ncc.team or follow us on any social media platform at CC North Point.